Hey everyone, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for the podcast tailor-made for women who want to bridge faith and business to experience grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over perfection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. If you're wondering if it's even possible to do all that and still build a thriving business, the answer is yes. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical tips and godly insights so you can do just that. Plus, we'll have some great guests and a whole lot of fun together. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. Can you believe it is April? Wow. Listen, before we jump in, I want to let you know that April is Financial Literacy Month. So this month, we're going to be talking about money in business from a biblical standpoint. We're going to start out with a fantastic interview with my friend Carissa Quadi, who coaches women entrepreneurs to be leaving a legacy and build their business with biblical finances. And then we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm going to share some of my personal story of our financial crisis from 2014 to 2018 and how Jesus played a part in that. So listen in, share this podcast, give it a review, leave it five stars, all the things. And by the way, if you're wondering how well you're allowing God to be your business partner, how well you're bridging faith and business, be sure to get over to my website and take the Faith and Biz quiz. It's absolutely free. It'll take you about seven minutes and you'll get your score out of 100 plus the opportunity to schedule a free discovery call with me to walk through your custom report. So with that, let's dig in for our next episode around the theme of financial literacy. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. So I left you with a cliffhanger last week on our story of financial crisis. And as you know, if you've been following along, um, it is Financial Literacy Month. And so we started that out with a fantastic interview of a guest on April 5th. And then last week, April 12th, I talked the first half of our financial crisis story. And why is this so important? Because we have to ask ourselves along the way, who's the boss of our business? You know, a lot of us get into business because we want to be our own boss. We want to call the shots, et cetera. But as God-centered entrepreneurs, our boss is the Lord. Like, no pun intended, no tongue-in-cheek here. Like, my boss is a Jewish carpenter. Like, that's Jesus, right? But here's what we allow to happen. And this is exactly what was happening in our life in uh, from 2014 to 2016, like I talked about last week. Money, stuff titles, all of that was the boss of me. Kind of reminds me of the um, show, Who's the Boss, with Judith Light and Tony Danza way back when. Who was the boss in that house? I don't know. DM me. Let me know who you think the boss was. Was it Tony? Was it Angela? Was it Mona? (laughs) Um, Some of you may not even be old enough to remember that show, but DM me anyway. Okay. So the point is, where I left off last week is... We had started Financial Peace University and these first like acidic is the best way I can describe it, conversations about money. And money was ruling us so much so to the point. I mentioned last time we were 45 days behind on our mortgage. When we had that first budget conversation, we realized 
we were spending over $2,000 more a month than we were bringing in. Now, some of you who are really good with money and who know how to live below your means may be going, what? Like, how did you even allow that to happen? We were, we just were selfish. We were tuned into um, money being our savior, my business being the savior, the business that was going to get me out of debt, that was going to allow us to keep our house, that was going to provide us all of this freedom. Let me help you understand something, friends. If you are doing a business, whatever business it is, you're an entrepreneur and you are robbing Peter to pay Paul to keep it afloat and your family is suffering, you do not have time freedom. You do not have peace. You don't. Please hear me. I am not telling you not to work your business. But what I'm telling you is when you're coming at life and business from debt, it is crushing. I don't know if you've seen the statistics and I don't know that I even have the statistics in front of me. I might. Um, According to the Federal Reserve, this is from DaveRamsey.com. According to the Federal Reserve, 39% of Americans don't have the cash on hand to cover a $400 emergency. More than half of households couldn't live without their income for just one month. And here's why. Because we prioritize the present over the future. We prioritize today over the future. You know what else we prioritize? I'm speaking of myself. Please let me know if this is you. We prioritize what does it look to everyone else? What does it look like to everyone else? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, The Bible tells us that we are to practice contentment and not covet other people's stuff, which by the way, I talk about coveting in my book. If you don't have it yet, go get it, Pursuing Success God's Way. Um, in Hebrews 13, 5 and Exodus 20, 17, that we're not to covet. But you know what drove me was I was coveting the lifestyle, the apparent freedom and apparent happiness and apparent stuff of all these other leaders and all these other entrepreneurs, not just in the business I was in, but everyone else who was an entrepreneur because I was like, man, they've got it made. They don't have to punch a clock. They don't have to ask for PTO. And they're driving that nice car and living in a nice house and traveling all over the place. But like that was inherent in in what people show even today on social media. But see, the Lord says that we're to worship him above all else. That he is the Lord, our God, and we are to have no other gods before him. Exodus 20 verses three and four. And Matthew 6, 24. But you know what? I turned my business, my house, my car, the stuff, the titles into my idol. They were little gods. And you know who was ruling that kingdom? Me, right? So we went through Financial Peace University. We had that incredibly difficult conversation. And we started to put into place the process and the forms to create a budget, to give every dollar a name to give every dollar a purpose, to cut out all of the extraneous things. Um, I cut out my manicures and pedicures. My husband had to cut out golf for like a year. We cut out eating out. We shrunk our food budget. Um, At the time, so my daughter Haley graduated 2015. So she 
was 18 at this point, almost 19, she moved out. She moved in with her boyfriend because she was like, I I don't need to be part of all that. She didn't say that, but I kind of feel like that. So my younger daughter, really Cameron bore the brunt of going through this. I remember two things very specifically happening. One day Cameron said, if I never hear the word money or budget again, it would be too soon. Like, don't talk to me about that. The second thing that happened is um, in the Financial Peace University course, it says, sell the things you can sell. So I started walking around my house and selling stuff on online yard sale when online yard sale was still a thing. And I can remember the day I was selling these giant house plants that we had. We had gotten them in Arizona. We had 12 foot ceilings and we had moved them into the house that we had. And I was like, I'm selling that plant for 50 bucks. And I'm selling those bikes for $10. And I'm selling this giant collection of Longerberger baskets. Anybody remember those? I think I have one on my desk somewhere. Um, <laughs> because they just were sitting. And I was like, I don't need this stuff. So I started selling things on online yard sale. And I remember that in one of the cor- one of the classes, Dave um, in the video said, when your children start to say something like, don't come into my room, um, then you know you're doing the right thing. And I remember... Cameron saying to me, please do not come into my room to sell anything. (laughs) And I remember her walking around the house going like, where did that picture go? Where did that plant go? What do you mean you're selling all this stuff? Scary, right? For her, scary. So while Brian and I started to have like a common language about financial literacy and and financial peace, we hadn't yet trickled that down to our girls. Um, And it was hard. It was hard. So that's that's where we were at twenty in twenty sixteen. We tried to put our house on the market. Um, we were so upside down on our house, um, and it and it wouldn't sell. It wouldn't sell. That was twenty sixteen. We tried again in twenty seventeen, and it wouldn't sell. Um, but we kept plugging away and plugging away. So you might remember in our last episode, I said I was very stubborn about going back to work. Um, in that first budget conversation, my husband turned to me and said, "You are going to have to go get a job." And that was the first moment in that sort of turmoil of a few years since I accepted Christ in October 2014 that I really felt God saying, it's time. It's time. And because I was spending so much time in the Word, which I still do, probably not as much as I did then, um, but isn't that kind of what we do is when we're in crisis, we're, we're clinging to the Bible. But when things are going well, we're not always good at that, which is why it's one of the first things that I coach my clients on is spending time in the Word. It's part of our daily action tool, our DASH tool. Um, I just was praying, Lord, show me an opportunity. Show me the job you want me to take. And because all I knew was the corporate entities that I had been part of, I thought, well, I'm just going to go back and get a job and I'll work 60 hours a week like I was before, and I'll make $200,000 a year like I did before, and like, lickety-split, we'll be out of debt. No. Every interview I went on never went anywhere. Every job I was applying to didn't go anywhere. I was even at the point where I would go, I was like, I'm going to interview to sell cars. Like, whatever it is, I'm going to go do it. And God brought me a consulting opportunity. And the interesting thing about the opportunity was that There wasn't a set income. It was commission-based, but it had unlimited income. And I could work from home and I could work around the schedule that I wanted to. And so that that role that I took on, which I still have today, um, was a lifesaver. It literally saved our life because that began what is called in Financial Peace University, the debt snowball. 
And so we started to pay off little debts. Like the first debt I think I paid off was to the lawnmower repair guy. I think we owed him $160 and I paid him that by selling stuff in the house. And then our next debt was to our accountants. And I think it was $700. And I paid that by selling a whole bunch of longer burger baskets online and coming up with like $700. So, you know, (laughs) to be humbled in that way, to be humbled, to be selling things out of my house, we were desperate to get out of that debt. We had $90,000 in debt, not to mention the house. A lot of that debt came from, as you heard me talk about, we cashed in my 401k. So like 40,000 of that 90 was the taxes and the penalties on the 401k distribution. And like another 30 of it was, you know, my, my great Mercedes that I was driving because I had earned it through my company, but yet I was, you know, behind on it. Um, So it was incredibly humbling to go through that. But what I... What I learned through that time was that I really would do what I needed to do to take care of my family, that the way that I thought it would look for me to go back to work and to get us out of debt, you know, so quickly is not what God had in mind, but yet God provided. I cannot tell you how we made our mortgage payments when we first started FPU. I know we were behind. God made it happen. Um, Taking on this consulting role, like I thought I was going to get a job but God made something else happen. The reason this is such an important piece of financial literacy and biblical business finances is that when we are obedient to making God first, to creating a legacy, I'm gonna give you a few other scriptures here. Um, In Proverbs 21, 20, it explains the value of saving for a rainy day. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. And then Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, right? So being obedient to those things, being obedient that, um, you know, the borrower is a slave to the debtor, right? Um, Being obedient in saying, looking around my house and saying, what can I get rid of? Um, And I was not a minimalist, trust me. (laughs) Um, God began to move. And it was like, he would give me a direction and I would step and he would bless that. He would give me a direction and I would take action and he would bless that. And the reason, again, that this is so vital to us as God-centered entrepreneurs is that God wants us to make money. Us having money allows us to do the things that it says to do in the Bible, to create a legacy to store up, you know, for the future, Um, to not be a slave to the debtor, to be able to tithe and to give and to impact the kingdom and and bless others, right? Um, And a lot of times we can get into business and start looking around and seeing what everybody else is doing and go, well, I want that and I can have that and I can live at this level, et cetera. You guys, Yes, God wants us to make money. Please do not mistake me for 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 saying like, "Ooh, you're going to work, but you shouldn't charge," or "Ooh, you shouldn't charge that much." No, there is an exchange for value, right? We're going to talk about that in another episode. But the point is, in our obedience, God blesses us. So let me fast forward as we close out this episode from 2016 to 2018. I was making money. Every penny that we could was going to our debt. 
we're paying it down, we're paying it down, we're paying it down. And we got our debt just about done except for the house. And in 2018, it was time to sell the house. We knew we were going to take a loss, but we knew we had to get out of the house. And it was painful for my girls. Even though Haley wasn't living at home, she loved that house. That was the house she had grew up in for 10 years. It was painful for Cameron because Cameron was graduating in June and the house was on the market. Um, and then we were going through the closing proceedings and everything in July while while Brian and I were traveling and she was home alone. And then we were going to move her to a, a rental with us and then move her to college. Like it was, it was not the best of all worlds, but, but God, but God, God brought the right buyers. God provided for us to bring the 25,000 that we needed to, to go to closing. God brought us a rental that was less than half of what we were paying for our mortgage. And we were paying a lot for our mortgage which then allowed us to compound the payment of that debt. Um, in April that year, just as the house was on the market, I needed to get rid of my Mercedes. And I remember praying. Um, I was sitting in a networking meeting and the Holy Spirit, I felt in me said, you need to go talk to Alex of, of Lexington Park Ford. And I was like, Lord, I've tried to trade in my vehicle. It never works. And he was like, you need to go talk to Alex. So I walked over to Alex and I said, Alex, I'm supposed to come talk to you about trading in my Mercedes. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm so far upside down on this thing, but I've got to get it out of my life. And, and I, I went to see him and we started working on it. And um, I walked out that night and I said, I was going to speak at a, at a um, women's Bible conference in Virginia and about miracles in my mess, by the way. Um, and the next day, Brian called me and he said, I talked to Alex and he, um, he has everything straightened out. And I remember praying, Lord, if you, if this is you causing this transaction, make it so simple that I hand them the keys and they hand me the keys. Like make this so simple. Let me tell you, friends, Brian called me at the conference and said, what color do you want? And I said, I, I don't care if it's orange. I just want to get rid of this Mercedes. And he was like, what color do you want? And I said, I want a white one. I met him at the dealership. We signed the papers in my name and my credit was shot, guys. I'm just going to tell you. Um, at a decent interest rate at the time. And all I did was switch the keys. And I walked out of Lexington Park Ford in tears thinking, this is the Lord. This is the Lord. So I'm, I'm wrapping the bow around this for you all to tell you um, we've got to be obedient in our finances. We've got to know where every dollar is going. It's not about what you make. It's about what you spend. And if you will follow what the Lord gives you to do, if you are obedient in that, he will bless it in ways that you cannot imagine. And that's what he did for us. In April 2019, um, fully expecting we would owe taxes, right? Um, my And I was praying like, Lord, just don't let it be like more than a couple thousand dollars. And my accountant calls me and says, you owe nothing. I hit my knees. I hit my knees. And in my office, I have a list that says, like, remember God's work. He delivered us from debt. Um, he 
we owed no taxes. Um, the following year, we got a big tax return. All of the things that he's done and the cherry on top of this is that my husband was saved in October, 2017. You guys, I mean, really? This is so much bigger than financial literacy, but I wanted to share this story with you, not to impress you, but to impress upon you that the Lord wants to do a mighty work in your life if you will surrender your business and you will surrender your finances to him. So please DM me. DM me if you need prayers over this. DM me if you need, um, if you want to share your testimony. I'd love to hear about that. Um, share this podcast with people that need to hear it. But um, that that's our story. That's our story. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to listen into it. And I hope there's a word in this for someone. Financial literacy, friends. Now is the time to take, take control of those finances. And there are incredible resources to help you do that. Go back to the first episode, look at the show notes and see what Carissa Quadi shared. A special worksheet just for our listeners. All right, guys, that's the end of the story. Well, it's not the end of the story, but it's the end of the story for today. So tune in next week. I don't, I'm, I don't have a lot that I'm gonna share from this personal story. I'm sure I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, but next week, we're gonna talk about being double-minded and, um, and how we can get all jacked up when we're double-minded. All right, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hustle With Heart podcast. I pray it brings you value as you build a business with God as your most powerful business partner. Listen, I get so excited about your shout outs to the podcast on social media. So when you shout out, please tag me. You can follow me on Facebook as the Hustle With Heart coach and on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. For all things Hustle With Heart, visit erinharrigan.com and pick up your free copy of chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle with Heart. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. 